When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome to Hugh at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Well, it is now November, and yes, we did have some snow. But we promise you on this show, we're going to warm your hearts with some music, some art, and some rock climbing. So don't go away. We're going to start off, though, with a great conversation with singer-songwriter Francois Clark. And let's just say South Africa's loss is Canada's gain. Well, we want to give a warm Winnipeg welcome to Francois Clark all the way in Toronto. And Francois, you said today was kind of gloomy and it's been raining in Toronto. But I think uh, you're going to bring a bit of sunshine into our lives, though, I hope, with some music. Um, it's so nice to meet you. And I do have to say, after listening to you, it's like, okay, I know this voice. I know you sound so much like J.P. Sachs. It is, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> fellow it fellow is, comedian. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. but And I love his music, too. And I think maybe why that came to, came to mind is because of the songwriting. And I truly think that you are a very gifted songwriter because, um, you know, like, songs take us on a journey, but uh, very few can actually make a listener visualize, too, as well. So oh, Thanks, Tracy. Kudos to you, and you have won multiple awards. Like, you're no stranger to this whole music business. So um, let's talk about how you got into music. Uh, I think, like a lot of songwriters, it kind of starts very, very young. Mm -hmm. uh, both my mom and my dad are both musical. Mom plays piano and guitar. My dad sings. Mom sings. Uh, so it was... Oh, and also my, my grandma's grand piano was just always in the house. And so my mom always encouraged us to be musical, sit in front of the piano, tinker on the guitar. Not that I'm good at the guitar at all. <laughs> uh, and then I just kind of, because because the piano was always in the house, I just always spent a lot of time behind the piano, wrote little songs which were very, very not so good as a kid. Um, <laughs> and I, I still have a little tape with some of these really terrible songs on them. But, you know, like that love for songwriting just really, really started at a, at a young age. And then um, mom and dad just did... a uh, amazing like they were so supportive you know put me in choir and in musicals at the school and that kind of just went into eventually had the opportunity to come to Canada to study music. That's incredible now you home for you is South Africa yeah. I mean I guess our cultures are similar but yet there's a lot of differences so for you coming to Canada 
Oh, what noticeable changes did you see? <laughs> I think, uh, well, first off, the weather is incredibly different. <laughs> that's, yes. probably, that's probably the hardest thing in every single winter. I kind of, you know, I say, oh, the, you know, this winter I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. But, you know, I'm, I'm still here every winter. Even, like, toured across Canada one winter, and I will never do that again. It's so, <laughs> so scary. <laughs> um, uh, culturally, I think uh, Canadians are, you know, as, as the whole world kind of have labeled us, um, very kind and, and um, polite uh, whereas South Africans are very wonderful people, but very to the point. You know, you'll, you'll know right away, do they like you or don't, or if they don't like you. Um, but uh, both cultures very, very warm in that sense. I don't, I don't think there's too much of a difference uh, there, but yeah. And it's interesting, um, you said that you always had a love for music. Music in South, Af uh, South Africa, how is that different than Canada, or are there, again, similarities? Uh, it's incredible back home just because we have so many different, within that same country, there are, we have 11 national languages. Wow. And so each one of those languages, you can imagine, just have their own, um, like, group of people that have their own kind of music and their own, so it's so, the, the variety is incredible. And um, there's a lot of borrowing going on within the country. If you just listen to people uh, speak, you know, people are constantly borrowing, um, words from Afrikaans or from Tswana or from Zulu or Tosa and uh, so that kind of just ends up happening to the music as well. People kind of borrow from each other in the music and there's a little bit of cultural cross uh, crossover and a lot of artists that would, would collaborate. The, the music scene has come a long way in mm -hmm. South Africa. Um, I'm kind of jealous uh, that I didn't have the opportunity to be uh, an adult uh, in the music industry back then. You know, I left South Africa when I was um, shortly after high school and so I didn't really get a chance to be part of that music scene, mm -hmm. uh, but I've learned a lot. And, I, you know, a lot of my writing is so influenced by uh, the music that I kind of just was around me as a kid in South Africa. Oh, that's so, so cool. Now let's talk about this little pandemic thing that I guess has thrown a wrench into everybody's lives and, you know, more so for artists like yourselves, you know, touring and you know, that live performance. So I guess, yeah, how was the adjustment for you? Uh, you know, like for everybody else, it came pretty sudden. And uh, I kind of found it a, a blessing in disguise uh, because it was so good for writing to be able to just be home and mm -hmm. not have a whole bunch of things that kind of vie for your attention the entire time. And so you could sit behind the piano and your thoughts are just here. You don't have to be anywhere else. So a lot of the writing for the record that I'm releasing next year happened within the first two to three months um, that the first lockdown happened. Uh, and I kind of really enjoyed that process because <laughs> it was so focused and things just moved so much faster. So uh, I'm thankful. <laughs> um, it's, you know, obviously my heart is with everybody that um, has got, either gotten sick or has lost a family member. Um, and I hope everybody's better now. And um, it was really good to be able to have that time to be able to focus on music. Yeah. So let's okay. Let's talk about the album um, "Paper Planes." Is, I mean, the songs are so beautiful. And I have to say that video of you on the beach it, with that little <laughs> piano, like it, it, it. And I thought maybe that's a toy because it's so small. But <laughs> no, it's a it's a legitimate uh, Yamaha harmonium pump organ. So. You, you pump with your feet and it has these billows and um, 
so you know like not electronic everything is so organic and, and beautiful and this thing is so old and creaky and yeah. <laughs> uh, it was such a pleasure to be able to play that instrument I uh, I just you know asked a bunch of my friends on Facebook whether anybody knew somebody that owns a harmonium and there was a studio in Toronto that actually had one and so the song was recorded on that harmonium and then we were able to use it again for the music video and I really really hope once the record release uh, releases that I would be able to take that harmonium on tour with me. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, it'd be but, lovely. Um, but transporting it would be, I think, you know, very think costly. It, uh, it fits into the trunk of a car. Like a, a normal sedan, <laughs> like you said, it's pretty like toy and small. Yeah. So just you can you can sleep, uh, put the back seats down in a sedan, and it, it fits in the back seat. Well, there you go. Um, and yeah. well, let's talk about touring. Like, where where will you first uh, go, or do you know yet? And nothing solid yet, but mm -hmm. I think I would start with Canada. So mm -hmm. uh, do some of the major cities in Canada, and then kind of um, go into. Buffalo and the States a little bit and do New York and then I really want to make an effort to go to Europe for mm -hmm. this album as well I want to um, there's just been an incredible amount of support in Norway and um, so you know kind of maybe do a little bit of the UK and then do the uh, the Nordic countries a little bit um, maybe a little bit of Germany but I think yeah we'll do a little bit of Canada a little bit of the States and then a little bit of Europe Oh, that, I mean, that, and that's, I guess, the beauty, too, of, of music, that it can travel and it has no boundaries. And, yeah. uh, you know, just the whole creative process for you, because of your songwriting, do you write the songs first and then the music? Uh, I can't, I find that I can't separate the two. So if I have an idea for a song, I end up sitting in front of the piano, you know, <laughs> already filled with some kind of emotion or idea. And then I find that the... The chords kind of dictate the melody, and the melody in turn dictates the phrasing, the lyrics, and I just find everything kind of fits in together at the same time. I've never uh, sat down and just written a bunch of lyrics and then took that lyrics and started putting music behind it, because I find if, if I do that, then a lot of the lyrics get chopped off and <laughs> cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for some reason I find the, the process of writing a song, everything happening at the same time, like the most... Mm -hmm. um, like the the most rewarding way to do it for myself. And so we've talked a little bit, well, a lot about your your process, and that you are, you, you are mentioning that you're you know you want an album. So an album always has a producer, and there mm -hmm. is a lot of production into it. Um, who do you like to work with? Who is your producer on this one? And or are you the it guy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a, a pretty clear picture of what I want, so what I tend to do is I, I'll finish writing the song and then I'll do a rough mock-up of production. So I do some drum programming and some uh, you know, synth pads or whatever, and, uh, but I absolutely work with a, with a producer. So for uh, Paper Plane, the producer's name is Sean Wharton. He's a, a guy from uh, Vancouver, uh, and he's in a, he has a project called On Planets. And, I should check him out. He's really amazing. So he's doing the bulk of the record. Mm -hmm. And then I also worked with uh, the first single, Sailing, was produced by a close friend of mine, Christian Berge, who is a uh, composer for film and TV. So he writes for Murdoch Mysteries and Winona Earp. And uh, I just, you know, like with that first single, I I just felt 
it has to be orchestral and beautiful. So he was the first call. So he wrote this beautiful uh, orchestral arrangement for it. Um, and then kind of just took the piano that I recorded in my little um, production demo session. Mm-hmm. And we just threw those MIDI stems into the computer and added like a, a nicer sounding piano. Uh, but so far, it's uh, it's been Christian and Sean that I've worked with. And then there's a couple other producers that I'm going to just pull in for certain aspects of the record. Oh, it, you know what? Hey, it's, it's more, the more the merrier. But I've always found that kind of fascinating, right? Because, you know, we just hear the finished product and we don't realize how many hands have been on this before. Right, yeah. And when you think <laughs> of, like, all the big name artists, yeah, like, it's not them, really. It's their whole team behind them. And, right. And, yeah, and I think in today's day, uh, I think Canada has so much talent. And, uh, We've got so much, yeah. Yeah, and it's like people like yourselves, too, to bring that. I just hope that, you know, you can go back home. You said you're going to go for a visit, that you bring back a little bit of South Africa with you because <laughs> I, think, I think we need a little change, you know? Like, uh, I think pop has run its course. I think it's time for a new sound. But, uh, oh. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it will be you, Francois, with your new album. Congratulations, and I Thank know you so that you're crazy. going to play a, a song, so you can introduce the song and uh, enjoy. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so this is Paper Planes, and it is the second single off of the record. That's coming out in April. Uh, it is just a, a little song that I wrote after visiting um, Puerto Escondido and Oaxaca, and it's just about uh, two lovers that's on the beach, and uh, time doesn't matter. They're alone in the world, and it's just them. It's kind of just this moment where time kind of stands still. And uh, like you said before, I was just trying to really use the lyrics to kind of paint a picture of what this moment is like between these two lovers. So this is Paper Planes. <clears throat> Sun goes down, twilight found us sitting on the beach. Another day melts away and I can't wait to fall asleep. With your sunburned skin next to mine And the windows open wide While the ocean air ripples through your And my fingers trace your spine Like neither of us knows the way Around every corner Another road unfamiliar But with you I don't mind being lost anywhere Thank you. 
hats fold Paper planes write on them all the names All the places that you and I will go We got plans, we got dreams, we got hopes We got these promises wrapped around our fingers I'm yours and you are mine ooh, 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 you and me till the end of time ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm yours and you are mine is a climbing and fitness facility so we're bouldering only which means no ropes or harnesses we use mats for protection but the four pillars of our business are climbing education health and wellness and community and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience welcome back to Hugh at home Coming up, we're going to go to a very special place right here in Winnipeg where you can climb to new heights and also be part of a real community. But first, we're going to head downtown and we're going to visit Artbeat Studios' new location for Studio Central that features free art workshops. Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh soundbite. This is the, um, you know, our new location of Studio Central, our Urban Arts Center. Um, and we have just moved into the second floor of uh, Portage Place Shopping Center. And, uh, you know, we're so grateful for our partnership with uh, Portage Place. And, uh, you know, they've been partnering with us since we opened up Upbeat Artworks here about probably seven, eight years ago. So um, we're really happy that they're able to house another one of our programs here. Studio Central runs free workshops daily from 11 to 5 p.m with Thursdays dedicated to writing and poetry. Art supplies will be provided, and although these are adult workshops, minors are welcome if accompanied by a parent or guardian. Everyone is welcome here to explore their creative side in a safe and inclusive space. We have a facilitator who kind of like teach the anybody who wants to come and kind of paint along um, with the artist, paint. Um, Jewelry making, origami, any like kind of creative from printmaking, wood blocking, mono print, you name it, we we do it. Studio Central is also a stepping stone for Artbeat alumni like Kate Kaplan. She's one of the many facilitators working at Studio Central. Studio Central is great for moving on 
from one step to another and you don't even notice how you grow sometimes. Um, this is where after the residency program we try to encourage the artists to keep in contact and uh, to start building that community for themselves um, so, they, so they can continue on with their healing journey. My name is Corey, I'm the managing partner of The Hive in Winnipeg. So The Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. And with that, we set boulder problems on the wall where you're gonna be climbing routes uh, that are different colors and encourage you to problem solve and kind of figure out how to move your body through space and gives you a bunch of different options to try of all abilities. It, it takes disciplined, uh, self-discipline to, to, to take on some of these feats, you know, uh, just looking around at the different walls. Or it's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun. I love it, like I'm still a beginner, but uh, it, like, I, if, I could, if I had the time to get out here more often, I'd be here every, every night. So climbing is great because it has a little bit of social, physical and mental aspects to it. So uh, that problem solving aspect is a big component to it's like a physical puzzle. Um, but it also creates like a bit of a social community where you're working with uh, the people nearby to figure out how to get through it. Uh, and it's great for your health uh, mentally and physically in that sense. But the four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness and community and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience uh, by working in that social, mental and physical realm to, to work together in that activity that's a little bit beyond that traditional fitness. I, I'd say if you're looking for a good time, um, if you're looking to, to challenge yourself or if you're looking to just hang out and, and be around uh, friends and family, um, it's, it's a very warm place to be and, and it, it can be exciting.
We want to give a very special thank you to all of our special guests on today's show, and leave you with this question: What is the most daring and adventurous thing you've ever done? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikeyou.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikeyou. But for now, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on Hue at Home. Your sunburnt skin next to mine, and the windows open wide. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com, podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada—women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to WhatSheSaidTalk.com. What she said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.